hi guys it's been a minute hasn't it it's been a minute anyway so today i want to talk about propaganda and what i want to talk about is how in any position of leadership uh, we seem to find that people use propaganda to keep whoever they're leading in line and I, I think, okay, so uh, I just finished watching the latest episode of Snowpiercer, which is a series on Netflix about a train a thousand cars long. And they all think that the train is run by Mr. Wilford who is in the engine. He is the engine. The engine is eternal. Turns out Mr. Wilford died before the train got started and it was actually the stewardess or whatever who was running the whole thing, right? So, anyway, yeah. So that got me thinking about, you know, the, the the tools people use to manipulate their followers. And I'm just in the middle of reading a fan fiction called Metaphysical Inc. about, you know, um, the propaganda that they were living under, that if they have human things, then everything will be destroyed. And it's, it's just the same as um, our leaders, our leaders are constantly spewing propaganda of one type or another. And then you find that when, when, when they tell you the truth, you know, inadvertently, sometimes they tell you the truth. And people always act shocked about it. Like it's the first time. And these people have been telling you and telling you and telling you who they are. But somehow... You'd rather just like believe in the propaganda than admit to yourself that you're being lied to, right? So, and then I, I broke it down right down to the family level. And I realized that even with our kids, we bring them up using propaganda, I mean, this whole thing of saying I was always uh, number one in school and I don't drink and, you know, I'm such a God-fearing Christian. Okay, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you guys because I don't do that shit. I absolutely just be who I am in all my flawed flawlessness. I, I just try to be who I am even with my son and he told me the other day that the, the greatest thing that I've ever taught him was to never give a fuck about what other people think which I, I felt like my heart was melting because really yes that's, that's if I was going to choose one thing for someone to remember me for it would be that so I was saying, so we, 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 
you have all this this propaganda that we we use to you know box people in box them in into to doing what we want we tell our kids we were number one in school and so they have no reason not to be number one or maybe you just want them to think that you're better than them or i don't know that you know better and honestly frankly in primary school i was number two and number three and then in secondary i was in the 20s 20s to 30s because my secondary school was of course much more elitist i mean they took uh, a certain cutoff so i i don't tell my son that i was i don't even tell him about like oh i was so bright or whatever i just like let him be who he is and honestly sincerely my son is a better student than me because right now he's doing online classes and he does zoom meetings every day and i know i just i could not do that shit. if it was me i would just not be attending those classes i'm serious zoom makes me tired anyway so um i was just thinking about why 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 do we have this thing of propaganda why why must we uh, lie to people in order to lead them why can't we lead with honesty but when you have a president who is uh, sort of honest you find or, or not even a president just any leader who is a, a little bit honest there's so much anger so much anger directed at them for being truthful and honest and saying the truth it's so i find it so bizarre because you know we grew up with the propaganda that adults prefer honesty and truth and all those things and the truth is that you begin to realize that it's just the opposite people prefer to be lied to mm? they want to be mollycoddled they want to be placated they don't want to deal with reality as it is they want to deal with reality as they want it to be and so if you're an honest leader you're faced with, with that dilemma of trying to lead people who want they want what their parents gave them they want to be lied to they want to be molly coddled they want to be told i will take care of you always when it's not true it's not true at all so um i don't know sometimes i feel like i don't know where, where i belong because i just everyone seems to be going east and then i'm just going north by myself huh. also propaganda uh, is not missing from this new crisis that we're facing i don't know if um you know this but the, your life is never going to go back you're not going to go back to normal 
please listen to me you're not going to go back to normal you're going to adapt or you're going to die those are your options because this flu is it's not going anywhere and it's getting worse and it's mutating we don't have a vaccine we don't have a treatment we it's 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 like it's not even uh, it's like an autoimmune disease it's not specific it's not a specific not a respiratory thing or a stomach thing or or a, or a mental health thing it's all those things it attacks every single cell of your body look at that nick codero guy first of all coma right blood clot so much so that they had to amputate a limb still he's still fighting he's still fighting but still in a coma they had to both of his lungs collapsed okay he he needed to have both lungs transplanted okay this is just covid-19 he had no other there were no other underlying symptoms he was 41 years old okay so this thing attacks every single molecule of your body and people don't take it seriously people do because they don't want to they want to think of it oh it's just a cold i'll get a cold and then i'll be better and we really hope that you get a cold and you'll be better but that's not just what's happening it's not what's happening on the ground and i'm just here trying to save your life okay so please listen to me you have to adapt or die that's the truth no propaganda here no propaganda here so um please try please try you know even as as um masters of of industry or whatever just sit down and and just like tell yourself if i'm going to think about profits for just this year i i will reopen my business just the way it is if i want to have a long term sustainable thing i have to make changes i have to make changes in how my workers are working and how probably my office is even arranged okay make sure that people can social distance that they have protections in place that you have protections in place in in terms of cleaning services in terms of running water in terms of being able to serve your clients without putting anyone at risk and it's possible you can do it there are enough uh post apocalyptic movies around there's enough technology around that gives you the tools to be able to do this we have to start thinking long term we have to start thinking sustainable otherwise there's no future there's absolutely no future for any of us okay we are all done we are, we are all living in in such a paradise it's not a good place to live there's no running water there there's no toilets 
okay you're sleeping on the ground you don't want that life i don't want that life okay so please there's no rain okay it's always hot you're in the desert please please i beg of you don't make me live that life i'm growing old i need my bed anyway so that's that for propaganda um there's also the propaganda that that, that we tell ourselves the other day i was going to the market and i was i wanted to buy some more sweatpants because you can never have too many sweatpants and um the 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 guy the guy at the marketplace was telling me to buy gorgeous gorgeous velvet sweatpants and i was like there's no way those things can fit me and he's like this is your size and i was like no it's not my size it's smaller it will fit me so he's like take it if it doesn't fit you bring it back so i took it because it's a really really pretty 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 sweatpants i took it and another one which he we also had the same argument and i came home and both of them fit and i was like wow you know i always say like i said earlier that my whole thing is about not giving a fuck but i realized that i have allowed people's image of me as a fat ass to affect me and when i say people i mean like when you go to buy something you go clothes shopping the 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 vendor always looks at you skeptically like are you sure that will fit you so i end up buying things which are so big on me and baggy and and ill-fitting because i always err on the side of too big right and i realized that i have let insidiously that idea that i'm actually fatter than i am affect me it has affected my brain and sometimes we don't realize that we're we're letting propaganda in and now i'm like wow how many clothes have i missed out on because of this thing that i i automatically think it won't fit it won't fit me <sighs> I thought I was through with 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 self revelations but those never stop really 45 years old going on 46 we're still here in the trenches anyway so have a propaganda free week Mwah. thank you for listening goodbye for this segment, I will be joined by my son, Christopher, who is going to give us his thoughts. I'm not even going to try and, and monitor which thoughts, but hopefully they're going to do with, with um, the propaganda that we're seeing. Like, Chris, um, I was just telling my audience about how Parents use a lot of propaganda when it comes to raising their kids. Like telling them I was number one in school. You used to tell me that. Did I? Yes. I did. Yes. 
I don't I was not number one in school. I know. I was like number two and number three. <laughs> in primary school. Did you guys hear that? She's really with propaganda. I have witnesses. I have witnesses. I have witnesses. I already know the reality of life. In secondary school, I was like number 20 and number 13. Damn. Because yeah. were more. Yeah, I, was um, like, I was like number 8 mm-hmm. to 14. I, I saw your report card, sweetheart. Yeah, I would. In class. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay. Guys. So I was just saying, like, like, Sometimes we use propaganda in a way that to control, right? Yeah. We, we are trying to control the narrative or behavior. And I wanted to hear from the other side, what, is, what would be your suggestion as a child? What would you prefer so much instead, instead of propaganda? Instead of me trying to manipulate you into doing what I want you to do. Okay. Sometimes it's better. Like, sometimes it works. Okay, yeah, sometimes it works. But also, sometimes it's so much better. Because I can remember, like, so many times I used to go to school and I used to, and in the middle of an exam, I used to think, I used to think, Mom used to be number one, that's what I used to think. But I never used to think like, no, not in the middle of the exam. Like when, after the teachers had marked and we were getting our results. And we used to calculate, you know the students calculate for themselves and they're like, oh, ipata, oh, ipata. So, that's what I used to get. Damn, mom used to be number one, that's what I had been like number eight in class. Damn. Yeah, so it adds pressure. Good pressure or bad pressure? Bad pressure. Bad pressure. So what would you rather? Because I always feel like damn, I'll never disappoint. You used to feel inadequate. Yeah, when it came like to school. But which other propaganda do you tell? I don't really remember. Well, I didn't use propaganda much. I wasn't one. For, I'm not one for propaganda. But let's just say yes. I mean, I, if I don't, I don't pretend to be like this super virtuous. I am perfect at everything, parent. Don't look at me like that. Okay. You mm. see, you see, that's the thing. This is good. I didn't know that you you perceive me as someone who uses propaganda mm. a lot. There's no perfection. There's only facts. All right. So give me some facts. I don't. Okay, I don't know. Like I can't think about them on the spot. See, this is why you ask questions before podcast so I can get ready. Okay. All right. But like. I don't know. Parents create such a, a picture of like perfectness. Um, my 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 two fingers are in the air, air quoting. So, pictures use. I mean, parents use like pictures of perfectness to like try and guide their children. And then now that I'm twenty, there's so much shit in the world, and I wasn't ready. Okay, me I was, cause we also went through shit. But then. Like for other kids. Yeah, that was my point. Exactly. Like I didn't I didn't try to like propaganda you into thinking 
the world is a perfect place and if you no, just I'll be on I'll be on you kind of bit but then when me I started like realizing nah, you're lying you're lying really the like world what? isn't perfect then after that you you're just like okay he's reading me hakuna haja yeah then you're just like hitting me the facts every day that's so weird because I I never thought that I I gave you any like impression that the world is a perfect place. You did like early on in life when I was a kid. Mm. When I was like let's say like honestly beginning of life till like around class six, class six how old was that? Like twelve, yes. Then we started to have like a shift. No, class seven. Yes, class seven. You had like a shift in life. I don't know. It was different from, I don't know, parent and kid to roommate. I think that's how you remember it. How I remember it was like you were just like this happy, happy child. You were like, in spite of everything, hardships. Bullying. Yeah, you were just like this happy child, and yeah, I, I just you. I just thought that was just like a gift that you had. Because the one thing that you, you you used to teach me when I used to tell you I was being bullied in school, you used to tell me even me I was bullied because we are like an Indian school and we're the only black. Yeah. yeah. So you used to tell me to be bullied and just be like, okay, so yeah. Now, if right now, if a kid goes, okay, most parents, if a kid goes and tells a parent, oh, I'm being bullied today in any way, so the parent will be like, no, don't worry, they'll make better decisions than me. Uh, what they're saying isn't true. I think they'll try and like comfort you instead of hitting you with, like, you know, what you don't have to care about the opinion, you know. Parents will always be like, I'm going to talk to the teacher, you know. Yes, well, I did try to come and like like defend you, but you always like no, don't do that. Yeah, cause if you go and tell the teacher, now I become a crybaby. Also, that's another reason to be bullied at home. Yeah, I get that. I yeah, get so that. that's how I used to think. So it's like, mom, come on, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Yeah, but then it never. Yeah, sometimes it used to hurt my feelings sometimes. Okay, no. It hurts your feelings, but you don't have to let it, like change change no. who you are or how you are. Yeah, exactly, and I don't. Because you can't. There's not really anything you can do about about other, other people's people. behavior. Yeah, exactly. So I don't. It used to hurt me like for a while. Then the next day, I was like, right. But then bullying is such a, is is such a like. Neanderthal thing to do, like bullying is just a way for other kids to deal with their own insecurities. Um, yeah, bullying is such a dick move, and it's I I hate bullying. Oh my god, yeah. So I don't know. I always just think like just don't be like those other kids. Just don't, don't. Bullying will never be cool, even though. I wanted to be like have a huge group of friends or this group of friends or get shorties. No, no, no. 
the most important thing was stay individual don't conform with other people just so you can fit in or you or so that niggas can stop bullying you as in if that's your way of dealing with your insecurities hey i'm glad to help <laughs> we move we move that's that's your issue that's your issue with me i don't care i don't have an issue with so hey that's how i used to think and that's only because you used to tell me like I didn't care. The next day, you start coming, come, come, come in with new content, man. Are you bullied me about that yesterday? Yeah. Come. Yeah. I literally used that line. Really? Yes, in high school. And the guy was looking at me like he was so confused. <laughs> yeah. The 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 thing with bullies is they 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 are like they have a script, yeah. scripted in the, how you're supposed to react. They're not scripted. Yeah. So when you just go off script. They're yeah. just like left flat line, yeah. flat line, no more thinking, end of thinking capacity, which is amusing. Like I used to find that amusing internally. Look at you now. But I, but not like I, I never used to say it out loud. I just used to like. Me say it out loud. Then you look really stupid after you say it, and you're just like. <laughs> but I don't think. I mean. Uh, I don't think that you were as unpopular as you think you. Yeah, I wasn't unpopular. Okay, don't don't get me wrong. I was bullied, yes, but I was still a well liked kid. You were that kid. I mean, like everyone. No, no, I wasn't that. You kid. were that kid. I promise you, because whether it was at Ligindogo or Kilimani Primary, Lavington Primary. Or McKinney School. I just used to, if I'm coming to get you, or if I've come for a conference of parents, teachers, whatever, kids always used to recognize me. You're Chris's mom. <laughs> always. People didn't never call me Chris. It was so frustrating for me. Charles. When I was in, when I was in Kilimani, they used to call me Charles. No. Yeah, they used yeah, to call me Charles, and also in Lavington Primary. And when I went to McKinney, they used to call me, nah, they used to call me Christopher. They used to do the whole thing. And then when I went to high school, I became Luanga. Luanga. Yeah, and I've been Luanga ever since. So I'm the only one who called you Chris. Yeah, legit. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but now I really prefer Luanga because... It's, it's your rare. name. Yeah, it's mine. It's your name. It's not mine, but it's it's your it's, name. It's rare. It's rare. Yeah. But I ever met a shorty called Luanga before. It was very rare for me. <laughs> anyway, so we were, this was supposed to be like a five-minute conversation. And look at I know, us now. I know you're busy, and and I appreciate you making the time. Uh, to talk to me. I feel like George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for my time. If this was a video, people think I was such a stuck-up, egotistical maniac. But I'm not. Sometimes. Okay, very little of the time. You just have a really high opinion of yourself. Yeah, if you don't love yourself, who's, who's gonna, gonna love you? Love you? Exactly, you that way. Yeah, 
I, I take the blame. Me, yeah, I take you, the you blame. You taught me that too well. It's your fault. I take the blame. Yeah. It was me. I did it. I did it. I did it. You're not sorry though. <laughs> really? Anyway, so hmm. this session is at an end now. We're gonna, make We're gonna say good night.